0: Show that kind of service and love and appreciation to the people around you. They will ask. And that's why 1 Peter 5, 1 Peter 3 says, be prepared to give the reason with, for the hope that you
1: have. Hey, you're listening to the Follower of One Podcast. We want our faith to matter full-time, whatever we're doing, but especially at work. Here's today's podcast. Hey everyone, it's Mike Henry with Fall of One, and today on our podcast we have two men from CBMC Oklahoma, Brent Vauder and Adrian Savedra. Would you guys say hi?
0: Hello, Brent <laughs> and Adrian from Oklahoma.
1: Hi. How's it Go- going? Glad to be here. Yeah, thanks, Adrian. So, so let's let's talk a little bit about uh, you guys are, are friends, and I met met Adrian only by Zoom so far, we, because of COVID, we've gone through several challenges in that regard. But uh, Brent and I have met a few times, and Brent's also been on the Marketplace mission trip. But Brent, tell us, first of all, how you got started with CBMC.
0: Well, I'll tell you, I was looking for somebody to disciple me. I had been discipled in, uh, at an earlier time in my adulthood. And uh, at this stage of my life, I had moved to a new city and gotten married. And uh, I just needed another man walking uh, my Christian faith alongside me, helping me navigate this new marriage well and continue my, my growth in Christ. So I started looking. I had never heard of CBMC until a friend invited me to a prayer breakfast that CBMC hosts. And that's when I found out the ministry of CBMC is all about equipping men to not only share their faith with the people they work with so a similar heartbeat to follower one but also to come alongside those men and help those men grow in their relationship with christ uh, that's a commission that christ gave to all of us uh, not just the pastors and full-time ministers so the ministry of cbmc is doing just that and i needed to be the guy who was being discipled that, that's why i came to cbmc but i'll tell you mike i wasn't even here for a few months before uh, the vision was cast for me to also be that man for somebody else. And that's one of the neat things about CBMC's process is that as you're a disciple to yourself, you're learning a process and you're getting familiar with resources that equip you, uh, give you the confidence to do the same with somebody else. Uh, so that's how I got connected to CBMC. That's been nine and a half years ago now. Wow. And three years ago, I came on staff full time. Uh, to work with Adrian and a couple of others here who who run the ministry in Oklahoma.
1: Very cool. Very cool. And what is, tell people what CBMC is, tell, tell them about CBMC, because we know, but everyone who's listening sure. probably doesn't know.
0: Yeah, that's right. So once upon a time, people used to say that CBMC stands for Connecting Businessmen to Christ. And honestly, I still like that description, even though that's not technically what it stands for. That captures the heart of what we're trying to do. But it's it started in 1930, actually, back in the Great Depression, when five businessmen uh, took time to come together uh, once a week and pray for the business community, pray for what was happening in our nation at that time. And they invited others to come and just be a part of that as well, and just pray for each other, pray for the the business community, especially, and uh, that grew from the five to dozens to hundreds. And then it started other people in other cities across the United States started saying, hey, we want to start organizing something like this as well. These weekly gatherings of businessmen to talk about integrating our faith in our work, praying specifically for our businesses, for our leadership, uh, where God's planted us. And over time, it swept across the nation, became a little movement. It got started here in Oklahoma 60 years ago in 1960. And now today, the last number I heard is uh, we're in 96 countries around the world. uh, And we've got tens of thousands of people involved with CBMC uh, in some form or fashion. But here in Oklahoma, we've got uh, 17, just shy of 20 teams, I think, that meet every week. And then we've also got sort of business owners and business professionals at different levels, uh, young leaders as well as senior leaders that also come together and meet on a regular basis.
1: Very cool. So, Adrian, how did you end up getting connected with CBMC?
2: It's a long story, uh, but I'll I'll make it brief. So, Mike, um, I'm a former baseball coach, so I just concluded a 16-year career as a as a baseball coach. But about a couple of years ago, I really sensed the Lord moving moving me in a different direction, more towards a full-time ministry role. I had no idea what that was going to look like. I thought maybe that would be in some sort of pastoral role at a church. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was completely open. I just said, God, I, 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 I sent you moving in my life in this way that I wanted to spend my time discipling people, discipling men. But I had no idea what a job title or anything like that was. And so um, uh, the president of the university that I worked at recommended that I visit with Brent and introduced me, me to Brent. And as uh, Brent and I started talking over a couple of month period, it just became really evident that this is uh, what the Lord was going to have for me. But more than that, he gave me the vision of seeing how important a marketplace ministry is. Uh, you know, when you see how many how many men um, uh, center their lives around their work and how much time is spent at work, you know, 40 to 80 hours sometimes of your time of your life is spent in the workplace and that God wants that time too. Yeah. Uh he wants that time as well. And so what tremendous opportunity for ministry and, and a vision for how God can change people's lives through the impact of of men in the marketplace. So I've only been on the job with Brent here almost, I guess, three months, coming on three months, but I'm uh, extremely excited to be doing what I'm doing.
1: Very cool. So, and um, Brent, you have a family. You said you had moved back to Oklahoma. This was 10 years or moved to Oklahoma 10 years ago, nine and a half years ago.
0: Actually, I moved to Oklahoma uh, 20 years ago, right before Y2K is when I, but I, I was in Tulsa first, lived there for uh, five years, and then I've been down in Oklahoma City now for 15.
1: Very cool. And tell people about your family a little bit, each of you, please.
2: Yeah. I'll go first. Sure. Uh, go first. Yeah, my wife and I, Tara, I, as I mentioned earlier to Mike, my, my wife is a speech pathologist here in Edmond. And she's, she and I have been married for 15 years. Um, and we have two little boys, AJ, age 11, and Armin, age 8. And uh, they keep us pretty busy. Yeah. They, they like to uh, play baseball and basketball, anything outdoors. Um, and um, we live here in Edmonton, and we, we've all, we all attend uh, Henderson Hills Baptist Church together.
1: Very cool. Brent, you?
0: Yeah, so uh, my story is, is a story of redemption. I guess all of us have that story as well. But uh, I was not walking with the Lord in my 20s, uh, late teens and 20s. I was just pursuing a career. I was a good guy. I was everybody's friend, but I wasn't bringing Christ into any of my big decision-making. And so uh, I was married for seven years. And when the stress of that marriage was just too great for us without Christ as a foundation in our marriage, we called it quits and we divorced like a lot of couples do. And it was at that point that I realized, man, I have just made a fine mess of my life what have i done and where am i going with this and i had a sense in my heart that i needed to reconnect with my faith i was raised in a christian home you know i should have known better right Uh, but god's a god of second chances and third chances and 10 chances and he just doesn't give up on us and so i think even though i was trying to find a job in oklahoma city i couldn't find one at that time tulsa was where he planted me And I really believe that was his providence because there was a man there in Tulsa who came into my space and just invited himself into my life, frankly, honestly. And I don't think he ever used the word discipleship, but I've since come to learn that's exactly what he was doing with me every week when we would meet. And it started off a little bit more formal, breakfast once a week, going through a workbook together, helping me rediscover my faith. Uh, But then it just became a friendship over time. It would be taking, you know, taking his kids to the park on a Saturday. It would be taking runs around the neighborhood or doing a service project at the church together. But I just did life with him. I saw the way he, uh, he lived and, and that attracted me to want to know the same God that he knew. But so I'm, he, he ended up moving down to Florida and I finally had the opportunity to move to Oklahoma City. And after eight years of being on my own, uh, I remarried, and so I've been married now to Paula for 13 years. We don't have any kids between us. I, my one son is from my first marriage. He's 24, uh, so that's my family. It's just cool. uh, Paula and me at this point. We're kind of an empty nest at an early age.
1: Yeah, I understand that. It's uh, I don't know. I did anything at an early age but mess up, so I understand. Yeah, uh, but also. Uh, you, what was your career before you were with CBMC? What, te- what technology or what industry were you in, Brent?
0: Uh, well, I started with financial services on the marketing side, and I spent the first 15 years of my career on corporate marketing teams for GE and MasterCard and a couple of others. And then I uh, then I jumped the fence over to the agency side and got to have more fun as a, as a marketing agency. And so that's where I spent the last 13 years before coming on staff with CBMC. So in my core, I'm a communications guy
1: and marketing. Well, that doesn't sound as fun as being a baseball coach, but. Uh, (laughs) Now, Adrian, I I actually heard about you too. We have a common friend and you used to be uh, the executive director with A Life Worth Following, right? Would you tell people a little bit about that and the ambassadors?
2: Yeah. Yeah, you bet. So uh, your pastor. Uh, Chris Wall and I are very close friends, and we worked alongside each other for many, many years. So in 2008, uh, myself, Chris, um, a guy named Lee Tunnel, who's the current bullpen coach for the Cincinnati Reds, and another another good friend of ours, David Valoran, who's since passed, um, we had this vision of creating a baseball ministry, a discipleship baseball ministry, where uh, young men who are getting ready to go off into college, um, and go on their own for the first time in their life that we would spend the summer before their college year, uh, playing baseball what God has gifted them and talented, given them talent to do, but prepare them, um, to, to face the challenges that you're going to face in college, uh, and being on your own, uh, through discipleship. So, uh, we founded the, uh, Oklahoma city ambassadors through the ministry of life worth following. And I did, I, I was fortunate enough. I was a a great honor to serve as the executive director of that ministry um, for about five years. Uh, And it's still around today. They're still kicking and and God is still moving in that ministry in mighty and powerful ways.
1: Yeah. It's, it's
2: cool stuff. I've heard Chris talk about it a
1: lot and learned quite a bit about it as well. So it's a very impactful ministry and I, I intend to get links for that and put them in the show notes so that people can check out, A life worth following in addition to CBMC. Right. So tell me a little bit about what you hope to accomplish in the coming months and years as the Oklahoma CBMC guys. I mean, I don't even understand your exact titles either. So um, what's what's your goals for CBMC and for the believers in your territory and your area of responsibility for the next few years?
0: yeah so I'll, I'll take that first and Adrian you can you can fill in anything I forget to mention but our twofold mission and this is true not just in Oklahoma but CBMC nationwide the Christian businessmen's connection exists to uh, to help business and professional men share their faith with the people they work with and equip them to come alongside others and disciple them into maturity in Christ right so here locally that that mission is still what drives us. That's our desire. Uh, So we're, we're always looking for new ways to connect with guys, whether it's in small groups, whether it's in uh, peer groups of people who are in similar positions or stages in their careers. Uh, We've had a lot of traction here lately in the last couple of years with young business leaders uh, who like to come together in these young business leader groups and get to learn from some of the senior executives those of us with a little bit of gray hair or no hair uh and and we get to pass on some of the things we've learned the right way some of the things we've learned the hard way to that next generation we're seeing a lot of traction with our young professionals movement right now but that doesn't mean that's where all of our focus is going i mean uh, the the real heartbeat of this ministry is helping the guys develop an appetite for one-on-one discipleship you heard a little bit of my A little bit about my story. Adrian's got something similar, where one man taking the time to invest himself in my life changed everything for me. It took God from being here to being here, and I needed that one-on-one. I think we all need that one-on-one. You see pictures of that in the Bible, whether it's Moses and Joshua in the Old Testament, or Paul and Timothy in the New Testament. Uh, It's valuable, it's important, so that's what drives us. Uh, Even in our small groups, we are constantly casting and recasting the vision of one-on-one discipleship. Uh, There's not a magic bullet on how to do that. We've got some processes and some tools some resources that can kind of take some of the fear out of it and give you a good idea of where to start and a good path to follow. But it's not a prescription, and it's definitely not a curriculum. It's just the heart to come alongside and let the Holy Spirit use you to uh, encourage somebody else in their faith journey.
1: Yeah.
0: What would you add to that, Adrian?
2: Yeah, I would add to that. And that's exactly right. So a discipleship, um, you know, Jesus, the, the Great Commission, it, it commands us to make disciples. And so that's the way that the Lord has worked in my life, uh, the vision that he's given me for my life. And regardless of what I'm doing, we're all called to to make disciples. Uh, and that that. Uh, the the fruit of that is that it's not just you you study the scriptures or you memorize bible verses but it's to it's to pass your faith on to someone else who is going to then go on and pass their faith on to someone else and why this is such an urgent thing in 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 our world right now and why the 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 marketplace is worth investing in in this area of focus You know, uh, we got to spend time last week, Brent and I, with the president of our organization, and and he brought up some really interesting statistics. So, you know, 1964, our president was born, uh, the president of CBMC was born in 1964. It's the last year of the baby boomers. They have a 70 percent Christian worldview, worldview, the baby boomers. They're getting ready to retire probably here in the next 10 years, a good majority of them. They're gonna pass off their businesses, their their what they've worked their whole life for to millennials, my generation, right? Mm-hmm. We have a 30% less Christian worldview. Mm-hmm. So if we don't pass our faith on to the next generation, and you know it it it's st- if it stops with us, then what have we really accomplished, right? And and so that's the vision that we're helping men catch catch for their lives, that this is important. There's an urgent need for you to live out your faith with the people that God has placed around you. Yeah, you know, I think I I really
1: have always appreciated the ministry of CBMC. I think I became aware of it very early in the 90s. I became a Christian in 1987, and I remember learning about being involved in some CBMC activities or trying to learn more about it or something back in the early nineties. And uh, most of my struggle with my faith was trying to figure out how I was supposed to show up in the world and what my faith difference, my faith was supposed to make. And so there were a number of things that were in the trial paths of what I did. Cool thing about CBMC is you guys have some great material, you know, a um, ton of fascinating resources And things like that available to help men who help one another and who disciple one another. And so I think that's a great thing about CBMC as well. Um, So that's why I was excited to even have you guys on here. And one of the other things that kind of happened out here lately, I've been nagging Brent for a while about going on a Marketplace mission trip. And you just did one of those. And we've even talked about how we can do different things with the marketplace mission trips to make those easier or more accessible for people in CBMC. Would you, would you tell people, Brent, what you thought about the marketplace mission trip?
0: Man, I feel like I'm just a walking commercial for follower one right now, because as Adrian can attest, I haven't been able to stop talking about that mission trip I just took. Uh, That's been two weeks ago, I guess, is when we, we've wrapped up the mission trip, but Boy, it is such a fantastic thing, and, and everybody who's watching or listening to this, if you have not yet signed up for one of these mission trips, please, you owe it to yourself. You will be, it, it, it will just lift your spirit, and it will give you a fresh sense of how God wants to use you. And it is not a, okay, by day three, you're going to be on the street corner with the Bible and a bullhorn kind of thing. The first week, as a matter of fact, doesn't ask you to do anything other than just prepare your spirit and prepare your story, prepare your answer. Uh, I love that approach of starting with prayer, praying for yourself, praying for the opportunities that God will make available, praying for the people who he's going to bring into your path, some of whom you may already know, but leaving yourself open for a new introduction to somebody that you might not have even thought of uh, that God's going to bring into your path. And then uh, I just love the approach of, of posturing your heart, not with what am I going to say to this person? How do I, how do I get him to want to listen to me, right? Uh, instead, why don't you just do something completely unusual? Serve him, mm-hmm. appreciate him in, such, in, in, a, in a unique way. I mean, when was the last time one of your coworkers came up to you and said, hey, Mike, uh, I just want to say, every time I see you in the hall, you just, there's something about your spirit that just makes me think uh, I'm glad I'm working in the same place he is. I'm glad I'm glad that he's with this organization. And I just wanted you to know I appreciate you. And, and so anyway, I was thinking about you and praying for you this morning. If there's anything I can do to help you, please let me know. Yeah. Now, that's not the prescription, but that's just one idea of how you can just show some uncommon appreciation to the people that you work with. And the thing I like about this approach that follower one leads you on is you build a habit. You bake time into your schedule each week to do that kind of thing. You're not going to have to worry about how to start a conversation about faith matters. Somebody else is going to start that conversation. They're going to come to you and they're going to say, well, what's up with you? Well, I mean, why, what, what prompted you to want to do that for me? And that's where that first week of preparation, not just prayer and showing appreciation, but preparing your answer. Because when you show that kind of service and love and appreciation to the people around you, they will ask, and that's why First Peter five, First Peter three says, "Be prepared to give the reason that with for the hope that you have." Uh, and so I love that process. The whole first week is just preparing yourself and laying a stage for those, some of those conversations to get started, and then the second week is the go the go week of the mission trip. And you're not doing this alone. I love that second week of getting to participate in the evening calls with the other people who are doing it at the same time. When I was doing this, we had a guy in India, we had a lady in Africa, we had a couple of people I got to see on, on the same calls night after night in Ohio and other places across the United States. Uh, it's just neat to hear stories of encouragement, to hear you know attempts that worked, attempts that didn't work, uh, share prayer requests, uh, but I would strongly encourage you to be a part of it. And as Mike has already hinted, uh, Adrian and I are, are already talking with Mike about how do we make this a part of what we do with the men in CBMC. You know, we spend a lot of time working with guys to prayer and share their their faith with the people they work with. The model of this two-week mission trip with the prep week and then the go week is a, a really smart model. So I think there's room for for us to
1: incorporate that. Well, thanks very much. Um, yeah, you know, much so much of it, I feel like, is a happy accident, right? It's a lot of, yeah. of trial and error. So, um, so let's let's talk a little bit more about CBMC going forward. What what can people who are listening to this podcast do to take part in CBMC? how can they get connected if they want to learn more or anything like that how can they do that adrian do you do you have any ideas any suggestions yes
2: yeah, so yeah of course and um you know there's there's various ways you can get connected and one of the easiest ways is is to go to our our website uh, cbmc.com and we have an oklahoma website as well that you can see all of the different types of teams that we have. We have our Connect Three teams that meet all over um, the Oklahoma City metro area and, and Tulsa and, and Enid. But but the truth is, is a lot of them are virtual, so it doesn't really matter where you live. You can you can join anywhere you are. So there's there's that option. We also have um, some peer advisory groups, um, both for our young professionals who are under the age of forty, and then if you're over. The age of 40, we have the trusted advisor uh, groups as well. And, you know, if you're interested in, if what we've talked about today uh, has stirred in you uh, this desire to to go deeper, and you have a desire for somebody to come alongside you, and as Paul did, Timothy, and, and be able to be discipled, uh, we, we would be uh, thrilled to help you um, in that as well. So you can visit, get any of that information on our website, uh, reach out to us and we'd be, we would be happy to follow up with you.
1: Yeah. And we'll have connection info for these guys in the show notes as well. Uh, and also older guys like me who want to be a mentor or something like that can reach out to you as well. Correct.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: So one of the things I was going to ask you about too, I wanted to talk just a little bit more about the, the generational things that you were talking about, Adrian. Mm-hmm. So, Sometimes I wonder if if part of the reason why we don't have this kind of drop-off in Christian worldview among the generations, I wonder sometimes if that's not related to the fact that as boomers, we didn't really live any differently. We were busy trying to do the same things everybody else was trying to do. And sometimes I think the millennials, my kids are millennials, you know, and they do a lot of things because it's not what I did, you know. But I wonder if it's not because you're you're trying to figure a different way to do this because the way the boomers did it just didn't work for you, right? Is that some of the way you feel?
2: You know, um, and that's a very interesting question. So, so um, I'm not sure there's an easy what easy answer to that question. But I will say this: that that Brent. Has shared with me, and I, it, on multiple occasions, and I think it's it's it rings true that each generation is responsible to pass on their faith to mm-hmm. the next generation. And there is something to uh, this idea of as the generations go on, there is progress in our world. Right? Why right? We can just see that in technology and what we're doing here on Zoom that didn't exist ten yeah. years ago. And so there is a lot to be said about that as well. But I think ultimately, that's a good thing. You know, God created work. He created it to be a good thing. He gave us these brains to be able to innovate and be creative and think differently. Uh, but at the same time, there there is a reverence that we have to the people that have came before us. And so it's being able to bridge that gap for uh, we're standing here because of you, uh, but also we're able to go further because of the way God created us. And that's part of the uh, of what you can help uh, men be able to understand both sides of that coin, really.
1: No, I think that's a great point. I didn't give you any preparation for that question. Or <laughs> no, you
2: didn't, but did that's really okay. <laughs> so what
1: about you, Brent? What do you think about how the the generational impact of all this and what we're doing today matters?
0: Well, I'm not going to repeat the same answer Adrian just gave, uh, but he did answer it pretty well. He didn't leave a lot for me to add in there. I will say from some of the guys that we're seeing who are engaging in our young professional program, uh, they obviously uh, enjoy having their peer groups, people that uh, they relate to, the people they grew up with, people they think uh, think alongside and share common interest with. But when it comes to charting a career path, when it comes to running an organization, when it comes to uh, leading their families well, what I'm seeing more and more is that they're not looking to their peers for those kinds of, uh, for that kind of counsel. They're looking to the generation that came before them. and not the generation that is living the way the world lives, not the generation that's got three divorces under their belt by the age of 50 right they're looking for godly men who are not just paying their faith lip service on sunday mornings they're looking for guys who have integrated that in every area of their lives and they they are humble leaders Uh, they lead with integrity they've got a set of core values that drive the decisions they make People notice those guys, and thankfully, we're, we're blessed in Oklahoma to have a lot of those men leading some of the biggest companies in the state, uh, but what I see and hear from the young guys, uh, I say young guys, the guys in their 20s and 30s, right, half my age, uh, is that that's who they want to learn from, and so when we bring in speakers to talk to our young professionals groups. Uh, they hang on every word and they really appreciate the, uh, uh, Q and A time that we leave at the end of every one of those sessions as well, because, because they're hungry to learn. And, uh, many of them, if if afforded the opportunity, they'll call up that person and say, Hey, can we grab a coffee? Can we take this conversation deeper? Uh, you're in an industry that I'm thinking about being in or whatever that, that interest or that connection might be, uh, that's what they're looking for. And so I think, uh, my encouragement to guys of any age, but certainly you know my age. I'm 50. Um, you know we've got uh, we even though we might not think too highly of ourselves, we we look back at our career path and we see where we fumbled and fumbled halfway through it and didn't really knew know what we wanted to be uh, for many years. We've got some trail miles on us. that's already valuable, and especially uh, one of the things I'll tell the guys is is make your own mistakes. Don't remake mine because if, if you're making the same mistakes in your life that I made in mine, then I'm not doing a very good job of guiding you. I'm not doing a very good job of passing on some of the hard-learned wisdom that I've had, that I've gained. Uh, so I think there's, there's value that each of us brings uh, to pass on, and, and if you think nobody would be interested in what I would have to offer, give Adrian or me a call, because we, we have daily conversations with young men who are saying, who can, who can come alongside me? Who can you connect me to?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think, I think, you know, it's up to us to kind of live a life that's dependent upon Jesus. And then it's up to him to make that life visible to other people. And, uh, and you never know who's seeing you. You never know who sees what you're doing. Uh, but everything is going to become known. And, um, for me, that's a, that's a challenging, convicting thing, but I want to live my life in such a way that anybody could see what I'm doing and hopefully they see something about Jesus in it. Well, gentlemen, I'm grateful for you being on this podcast today, and I'm, I'm grateful for your friendship, and I'm excited to see how the things that we're doing might work together. I'm excited to see how CBMC grows in Oklahoma and around the world. Uh, anything else that you'd like to share with anyone as we go? I want you to remind them the website, at least, and your contact information will be in the show notes. But share what's the website again?
0: It's ok.cbnc.com.
1: Okay, and it's Brent Vaughter and Adrian Saavedra, and we will have their contacts. You'll have links to their LinkedIn profiles and things like that in the show notes. And if you have any questions, you can reach me. Guys, I'm grateful for your participation in this. Thank you so much for your ministry and what you do. And thanks for being a part of this. I'm glad, glad to
2: have you.
0: Thank you, Mike. It's a, it's a privilege and a blessing to uh, be in ministry with you. So thank you.
2: Thank you, Mike. I really enjoyed it. God thanks. bless you. Well, God bless you guys. Thanks a lot. And if
1: thank you're you. listening to this podcast, make sure you go and check out followerofone.org as well. And check out the Marketplace Mission Trip, and you can go to Trip.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast and share it with your friends. I appreciate you being a Marketplace minister. Hey, you've been listening to the Follower of One podcast. Follower of One is an online community of people who intentionally follow Jesus every day, at work or wherever we are. Join us at community.followerofone.org. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and share it in your various social media channels. Thanks for listening.